0: Well, you can go ahead and be seated. We're going to get right in to the word. We are in a time here at Heart of the Bay where we are talking about giving, but God gave me a phrase out of a scripture tonight. Oh, CIA is dismissed as well. That's right. Yeah, that's a little tint. Is it? Is it me? Okay. Okay. Anyway, but he gave me a phrase about tonight. And it is out of a scripture. And the phrase is, God will increase you more and more. Let's all say that together. God will. (laughs) All right, let me give it to you in phrases. God will increase me. me. More and more. More more. Do you believe that? Do you receive that? Okay, amen. No, no, not really. We're not going home yet. Hallelujah. (laughs) God is into increase. God is into addition. God is into multiplication. Just think about it. In the very beginning, in the book of Genesis, one of the things that he prophesied and he gave instruction to was that everything that he created was to multiply, was to increase. Let's just look over there in the book of beginnings, Genesis chapter 1, verse 21 and verse 22. And tonight we'll be looking at most of our scriptures. I've gone back to the King James because I found a... I couldn't find a new King James Bible I like, so i got to go with my good tool here, my King James and my Amplified. So anyway, here in verse 1, verse 21 of Genesis 1... (coughs) And God created great wells and every creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good and God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the sea and let the fowl multiply in the earth. So everything that he created, he said they were going to produce after their kind. Now I wish that there were some things that would stop being so fruitful. I believe we have enough of them here on the earth. I don't know if you've been watching any of this stuff about wild hogs, but we got plenty of wild hogs roaming on the earth and we don't need any more wild hogs. We don't need any more wild turkeys. We don't need any more mice and rats and bats and snakes. And flakes, we don't need any more flakes. You know, some people say, well, how does a flake happen? Well, everything produces after its kind. And if you don't want to have flaky fruit, then don't plant flaky seeds, amen? We don't want flakes happening, coming up in our lives. We don't want bad crops happening in our lives. So we got to plant the right seed because God put this law into this into motion. Whatever you sow, you reap. If you sowy, you reapy. Some of you, you sent your little reapies off to CIA. You know what I mean? You sow, you reap, kids. Certain seeds. It just is a law that God put in to motion. What does the Bible say over in Galatians chapter 6 verse 7? It says that we're not to be deceived because God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. One translation says a man's harvest in life depends entirely upon that which he sows. We do the sowing, God does the increase. We've got our part to play and he has his part to play. There's a wonderful passage of scripture where it talks about God giving the increase. I'm going to go through some of these real fast in the beginning. First Corinthians chapter three, verse six, it says, I have planted Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Everybody say "God God gave the increase. God is in to increase. Harvest, for us to have increase in our lives and for us to reap a harvest, it requires some planting. Wouldn't you think something was wrong with the farmer, if he's sitting out on his uh, porch and he keeps saying, man, I'm expecting cotton. I'm looking for that corn. I'm looking for that wheat, but there's just nothing coming up out there in that field. And he just sat there for days and then he just gets upset. I don't know why there isn't any cotton. I don't know why there isn't any wheat. I don't know why there isn't any corn. So finally, another farmer comes over to his house and says, hey, bro, did you plant any seeds? Ah I knew I forgot something. Well, that's kind of, you know, that is a problem. If you don't plant any seed, you're not going to have any harvest. And it works in every single realm. If you want tomatoes, you got to plant tomatoes. If you want corn, you got to plant corn. If you want love, you know what? It's good to sow some seeds of love into somebody else's life. Amen. If you want joy and you're full of joy, go over and bless somebody else that isn't feeling so joyful. Amen. Sow the seeds, every seed produces after its kind. Now let's look over at Psalms 115 and we're going to look at these in the amplified Psalms 115 verse 12. I love this promise. We're looking at the promises of God tonight. The word is awesome. Isn't it? The Lord will be mindful. The Lord has been mindful of, of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. Put your name in there. He will bless the house of Thomas. He will bless the house of Amaral. He will bless the house of Hernandez. Amen. It's a good promise. It's a good confession. He will bless those who reverently and worshipfully fear the Lord, both small and great. May the Lord give you increase More and more, you and your children, you and your children. This is a great promise. Look at what's in this verse. It says, first of all, that God is mindful of us. Aren't you glad he's mindful of us? Aren't you glad that he knows everything about you? I think we could derive some encouragement from the fact that the Lord is mindful of me. He's aware of my situation. He knows my address. He hadn't forgotten about me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. He is ever near. He's a very present help in time of need. The Lord is mindful of me. You can take it a step further and you can say, the Lord loves me. The Lord watches over me with tender care and affection. The Lord said, I'm the apple of his eye. I'm the favorite of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There's nothing that goes on in my life that he's not mindful of. There's no situation or circumstances that arises in my life that the Lord God, my God, has Not already provided a way of escape. Everybody say it, the Lord is mindful of me. I'm looking for some participation tonight because I want you to get this on the inside of you. Hook your heart up tonight and receive the Word of God. He's bringing a word of encouragement. Somebody in here thinks that the Lord has forgotten about them. He has not forgotten about you. He knows exactly what's going on in your life. Hallelujah. He knows exactly what's going on in my knee. Praise the Lord, everybody. Everybody declare my knee is healed. I'm starting to believe that that one scripture is true. Bodily exercise profiteth little. Don't bother. No, not really. <laughs> I don't want to be Chester tonight. I'm healed. I'm whole. But I did, I did some exercise yesterday that I shouldn't have. Glory be to God. Strengthened and healed and whole. But the Lord is mindful of us. And then it says, he will bless those who reverence and worship him. Are you a worshiper of God? Lift your hands. Are you a worshiper of God? You know what worshiping God qualifies you to do? You know what worshiping God positions you for? To be blessed. He said, I will bless those that worship and reverence my name. And then, you know, you like this one. He will increase you. Glory be to God. Listen to what increase means. A few weeks ago, a couple of weeks in a row, we were talking about on an enlarged heart and and stretching on the inside. Well, this is just right in that same vein. Increase means enlarge, expand, extend, grow multiply and I like this one Amplify, enlarge, expand, extend, grow, multiply, and amplify. Did you know that you can't keep a good man down? The world may try, and ungodly people may try, but God will always amplify you. God will always magnify you. He'll amplify you. Amplify means make louder. Make you louder. Make you stand out above the crowd. He will surround you with favor. He compasses the righteous about with favor. Psalms 5 verse 12 tells us that. Take that. Confess that. That God is increasing me. God is magnifying me. God is amplifying me. God is causing me to stand out. In my company, God is causing me to stand out when I go for an interview and there might be hundreds of people looking at, the, for the same job, but declare that God's magnifying me. God's amplifying me. And the madrosabataha, the favor that's on me, calls to them. And they just want to help me. They just want to hire me. Glory to God. I heard this story recently of this good Christian man that he had worked at this company for many years and he had an ungodly supervisor. Don't, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. If any of you have ever been in that position, none of our staff bet. No, not really. any. Anyway. But he had this ungodly supervisor that just did not like him. And these different positions kept coming up promotions that he was well qualified for and should have been considered for, but he just kept getting passed over and passed over. Well, one day there was a big project at the company and he was asked to work on this company, on this project at this company. And the owner came and was kind of overseeing this project. This man did such a great job. He was diligent. He kept his attitude right through all of these years. He was doing his best to serve that company. Well, after that project, there was a position that came available in management and that boss went over that supervisor and hired that man. And today that man is the boss of his old supervisor. Hallelujah. God will magnify you. God will amplify you. God knows how to bless you. God knows how to increase you. More and more. You just keep pressing in. You keep acting on the word of God. You keep your attitude right. You keep your spirit sweet. You keep believing the Lord. Hallelujah. Even in difficult situations. And God Will amplify you. God will increase you. And I like that phrase. The last phrase of that passage. God will increase you. And your children. You and your children. Let's look over at Psalms 112. And let's just see a little bit more about that. Glory be to God. Verse 1 of Psalms 112. We'll look at verse 1 through 3. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth, delighteth greatly in his commandments. Ooh, I love this. His seed shall be wimpy upon the earth. His seed shall be poor, broke, and disgusted. His seed shall be mighty, mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. And his righteousness endureth forever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Everybody lift your hands one more time and let's declare. My seed seed shall shall be mighty upon the earth. And you know what? If you don't have children in the natural, you got spiritual seed. People that you have mentored and people that you have led to the Lord. Those are your seed and they're going to be mighty up on the earth. Every one of you that are part of Heart of the Bay Christian Center, guess what? You are pastor and I's seed. Hallelujah. And we're declaring our seed shall be mighty upon the earth. They are blessed. They shall know increase glory be to God. Generation from generation shall praise the name of the Lord. And it is not just about natural financial things. That's great. That's wonderful. And that is part of it. But we should be more concerned about leaving our seed and leaving our children a spiritual inheritance. Well, I'm not going to have knee trouble or voice trouble tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Glory to God. I got a word. Hallelujah. (laughs) Going to deliver it in power and in strength. Amen. We're going to leave our children, our seed, a spiritual inheritance. When I think about that, I am so thankful for my parents that, that we weren't wealthy by any means. We lived on a farm in Oklahoma, but there was such rich spiritual heritage that was poured into our lives that taught us that God can, God will meet all of your needs, that you can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengtheneth you. That was probably one of the first scriptures I remember ever learning besides John three sixteen. And my parents told us, it doesn't matter that you're growing up out here in the country, little farm kids, God's got a call on your life. You can do anything that God has a and anointed you to do not in your own power, and your own might, but through his amen. How many of you believe that glory be to God, your seed shall be mighty upon the earth and you are leaving them a spiritual inheritance rich, rich in the things of God. And when you leave your seed, a spiritual inheritance and rich in the word of God, guess what? They can't help but excel in life because when you know how to believe God, hallelujah, when you know how to worship God, increase will abound in every area of your life. Of course, when I think about seed, I think about our little Olivia. She's a fourth generation Pentecostal and I'm declaring she's full of the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen just the other day, I was so blessed. She's already learned it. Not that Christmas means a bunch of toys, but they've taught her that when they, she starts seeing the Christmas lights and all of that, it's about Jesus birthday. And she knows it. the other day they were at this real fancy mall down there, South coast Plaza. They were putting up this big Christmas tree and Livy started running around the Christmas tree yelling. Yay. Jesus. Yay. Jesus!" Because when they were putting up that tree and that tree was there, it signified to her that it was Jesus' birthday. Glory be to God. I'm declaring my seed is blessed. My seed is mighty. My seed is full of the Holy Ghost and fire. My seed are going to be preachers. They're going to be evangelists. Whether they ever stand in the pulpit or not, they're going to be carriers of the word of God. They're going to have the power of God and the anointing of God in their mouth and in their hands. Glory be to God. And you ought to be speaking that over your life and over your seed. We're in a time now that we need to expect God's blessing, God's favor and God's increase. He's provoking us. He's stirring us to get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. When the Hagans were here, Miss Lynette said something that it feels like the last few years that the body of Christ has just been kind of circling, just kind of been at the same level. But we're breaking through. Glory be to God. We're enlarging. We're expanding. We're increasing. Praise the Lord. Things are happening. Things are moving. Things are shaking in the realm of the spirit. And we're not going to stay the same. We're going up higher we're in the season of increase do you believe it we're in the season of restoration we're in the season of expansion I love this scripture in the Amplified Isaiah chapter 54 verse 2 through 3 in the Amplified oh hallelujah get ready get ready get ready get stirred up with expectancy I don't want to stay the same. Do you want to stay the same? I don't want to accept the status quo. I don't want to accept what's going on out in the world. I don't have to live according to this world's economy. We're going up. We're going up. Our God is the God of the much, much more. He's provoking us through the word of God to stretch, to expand. This verse is awesome. Enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Spare not, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes for you will spread abroad to the right hand and to the left and your offspring. We're talking about here. He's going to increase you and your children. And your offspring will possess the nations and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. I love these words here. Let's look at them. Enlarge. Stretch. Lengthen. Spare not. Strengthen your stakes. Spread abroad. That just jumped off of the pages at me today. Spread abroad. You know, God loves your family. God loves you and he wants to meet all of your needs. He wants your whole household to be blessed and everybody to be saved. But it isn't just about our little families. He said, it's time to spread a broad, get a world vision, get the world in your heart. Right now. I see lights out there on Hesperian cars, hundreds of them are driving by this building. And I dare say most of them do not know Jesus. Let's get the world in our heart. Did you know that we got to make room for people in our heart? We have to open up our hearts. To those that might not look like us. To those that maybe haven't been walking with the Lord. To those that maybe come out of some different kinds of lifestyles or different kinds of addictions. But folks, as a church, we can't look down at those people. We can't shun those people. We got to open up our hearts. Be, be world minded. That's the heart of the Father. Then he goes on and he says, your offspring shall possess nations and make desolate cities inhabited. What I saw in that verse today is it is time to reclaim our neighborhoods areas that have been desolate, areas that have been overtaken with crime. You and I are the light of this world and we are the light in our neighborhood. I don't care what's going on in that neighborhood. You can start using your faith, start pleading the blood of Jesus, start posting the angels of the Lord around that place and start declaring that those that are doing evil and wicked deeds, that they are apprehended and they are stopped. In the name of Jesus, we can make desolate areas, good neighborhoods by our faith, by believing God. And it says that our seed, our seed, our inheritance is going to do this. Our seed is not going to be known as gangbangers and drug dealers and all of that stuff. No, they're going to be known as those that are carriers of life, carriers of the light. World changers! When you look at your little darlings and your little blessings, what do you see? Do you see that, oh dear God, they're, they're, de- I got demon child here. No! <laughs> Declare, my seed is the righteousness. Of God and they shall be mighty upon the earth and they shall carry the gospel and they shall preach the gospel. Hallelujah. They shall be lights. They shall be a witness in a dark and a desolate land. They're going to change it around. They're going to cause the light of the glory of God to shine even in dark places. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now listen to this verse in the message clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large, spread out, bank, big, use plenty of rope, drive the tent pegs deep. Love this. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. That's what we're declaring over this place. I know there's empty chairs in here tonight, but we're saying we're going to need lots of elbow room because our family is growing. Our spiritual family is growing. Hallelujah. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. I like the phrase here in the message. The first phrase there. Clear lots of ground. Clear out the ground. Get rid of hindrances. Get rid of obstacles. You know, out in the country, if the farmer's going to plant, maybe he's, he's acquired some new land and it hasn't been toiled for a while, hasn't been plowed for a while. And you know what happens? Brush grows in there and overtakes that piece of land. And what do they do? They can't just go in there with a little hoe and expect to get all of that brush out of there. No, many times the first thing they do is they set it on fire. They burn up the brush. They get rid of the weeds so they can go in and plow the ground and plant the seed. I submit to you that in the body of Christ and here in our midst, the Holy Ghost fire is burning some things out of our lives. Getting rid of some hindrances. Getting rid of some things that would hold us back. What's he doing? He's burning out that clutter. Getting rid of that garbage so that that heart can be soft and pliable and ready to receive the word of God. Ready to receive increase. He's in law enlarging our hearts. Is God enlarging your heart? Is God expanding you on the inside? Are you believing God for anything? Are you believing God for anything? You say, well, you know, I get up and I go to work and we kind of sort of have our bills paid and we kind of sort of have our needs met. Folks, it's bigger than that. God has the world on his heart. If all your needs are met and you're just doing great, financially wonderful, but expand to give more into the work of God. And if nothing else, expand to pray for the lost. We all need to be growing. We all need to be expanding. We all need to be increasing on the inside so he can increase us. You know, God doesn't want to decrease you. I looked and looked and looked in the Bible today and yesterday. And I could not find one scripture that said God wants to decrease you more and more, you old dirty rascal. No. (laughs) Lots of scriptures on increase and not one that God wants to decrease you. Just think about how the church age started. I was looking at the book of Acts yesterday. And all the things that happened as the church age was birthed. And it was full of increase. One thing that I saw believers increase. We can look at Acts chapter 16, verse 5. Just look at that real quickly. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number. How often? That's revival. Things were happening. Things were moving. Things were shaking. Lives were being touched. The gospel was being preached. And it says that believers were increased. If that was for the early church, don't you think it's for our day and for our age? God wants believers to be increased worldwide. In many nations, they're experiencing a lot more revival than we're seeing here in America. But we're believing that our nation is in a time of awakening. Hallelujah. And the church is going to rise up. And we're going to see what we've prayed about on the inside of us. And there's going to be increase Increase of believers, increase of people coming into the family of God. You got anybody that you know that needs to be born again? Well, you need to be declared. God is bringing them in. They're being wooed in by the spirit of God. That's how the church started out. The church started out at this point and it excelled. It increased. The believers increased. And you know what else I found in the book of Acts? The word increased. Acts chapter 6 verse 7. And the word of God increased. And the number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. So believers, the number of people getting born again increased. And the word that was preached increased. Preaching the word of God always brings signs, wonders, and miracles. Jesus said that. Preach the word. If you preach the word, there's going to be signs following the preaching of the word of God. I remember our spiritual father, Brother uh, brother Hagin, at all the graduations, he gives an exhortation. And one of the things he says is, preach the word. He's in heaven now, but you know, I still hear him saying that preach the word, be instant in season and of out of season. Why is there such an emphasis on preaching the word? Because that's what produces results. Oh, yeah. We want signs and wonders to follow the preaching of the word. And just a little side thought here. That's why there's flaky stuff that happens in the body of Christ. Because people get off on flaky doctrine. And they start conjuring up something. Something they ate or whatever. Thinking they're having night visions. And it's nothing more but the flesh. And it's nothing more but deception. And that's why flakiness begets flakiness. And that's why here in this church we do our uttermost best. To preach the word. Because the word is what produces results and good fruit. Amen. And then another thing that increased in the body of Christ in the book of Acts, the power and the anointing increased. You can look at these scriptures in Acts chapter three Here's the account where Peter and John were going into the temple and at the gate called beautiful. There was a lame man that laid there. And what did he say? He wanted them to give them him some money. They said silver and gold we don't have, but such as we have, give I unto thee. The man, they prayed for him. He rose up, healed and whole. That was the power and the anointing. demonstration. But then you go on and see in Acts chapter four, they were thrown into jail, Peter and John for preaching the gospel, for healing this man. And they chastised him. They threatened him and all of that stuff, but they were released and they went to their own company. And when they were with their own company, one of the things that they did, they began to pray. You can see that in Acts chapter 4 verse 33. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them. So they started out with strong anointing on the day of Pentecost. Then they started out in Acts chapter 3. One man was healed. Then in Acts chapter 4, a whole company of believers began to ask God for signs wonders and miracles to be wrought by his hand. They asked for the power of God literally to be increased. And then we see in Acts chapter five, I love this. You can read that whole account, but in verse 15, here they were, they'd been praying in Acts chapter four, but verse 15 in so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and they laid them on beds and couches that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them they went from gingfield With the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2. To praying for the man at the gate called Beautiful Acts chapter 3. To praying in Acts chapter 4. That the signs and the wonders and the miracles would be increased. And then in Acts chapter 5 was a result of their prayer. You can read that. It talks about the streets were lined with the sick. And it goes on and it says every one of them was healed. And the power of God was so strong on Peter as he was walking. Walking, just walking down the streets. That if his shadow went over people, they were healed from his shadow. That's power. That's anointing in demonstration. just makes me want to laugh hallelujah (laughs) the power and the anointing so strong upon peter that his very shadow healed people glory be to god and that is where we are living today the church should be on the increase we're not going to decrease. We're not expecting God to do less and less. We're not saying, oh, God, if somebody gets healed of a cold, we're grateful. And we certainly are. But, you know, folks, our God is bigger than that. Our God is the God that can drive cancer out of people. Our God is the God that can open the blind eyes and cause them to see. Open deaf ears. Amen. Amen. There's been a lot of preaching and there's been a lot of praying. And I believe that we are in the season of the reaping. Amen. Pastor mentioned it. Those two words that he had this morning. Divine connections. Glorious restoration. Connections and restoration. Those speak to me of increase. Increase. God's God people that he's going to bring across your path. He's got supernatural ways and means to get you in position. He does have appointments that he has made. And when we're seeking him, glory to God, he's going to make sure that we make those appointments. I know people have suffered loss. Many people have lost their jobs. They've lost their homes. All sorts of things have happened. Broken relationships. And, you know, I want to say this is kindly As I possibly can. Stop. Accepting. Loss. Stop saying. Well that's just how it is right now. That's just what's going on. In the world. Well that might be what's going on in the world. But it's not going to be going on in my world. That ought to be your attitude. Don't just say. Well I know that this is happening. I'm you know everybody's having to do this. And having to do that. Don't accept loss. Don't except defeat. Our God's bigger than that. Our God is greater than that. He will do exactly what we believe him to do. He will do exactly what he has promised in his word. If we will stand upon the word of the living God. And I got a word from the word today. Isaiah chapter 61, verse seven in the amplified version. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Get ready to praise the Lord. He says here in the word of God, instead of your former shame, you shall have a twofold recompense. Instead of dishonor and reproach, your people shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess what? They shall possess what? They shall possess what? They shall possess double what they had forfeited, (laughs) and everlasting joy shall be theirs. You know, the beginning of this passage says, shame, instead of your shame, shame is often associated with loss. Perhaps you've gone through a divorce. Perhaps something, your home, your car, something has been repossessed. Or there's been a foreclosure. And the devil tries to beat people up when those things happen. But God says, I will remove all shame. There is no shame in me, says the Lord. And not only that, he says, I will give you a two-fold recompense. You will possess double. Now, I'm sure many of you have heard this said down through the years. But it's a good saying. Double for your trouble, double for your trouble. The devil may have brought trouble your way, but you ought to begin to declare devil. You are going to repay. And I'm having double for my trouble. Double for my trouble. I'm going to trouble my troubles with the word of God. And I am expecting recompense. I am expecting restoration to come into my life. How many of you are expecting that? How many of you can say double for my trouble? And then this phrase, I will give you double for your trouble is in there. But it also, also says that which has been forfeited. You know what forfeit means? To lose, to give up, to quit, to not even show up. People forfeit games, they don't even show up, or part of their players don't show up. And this scripture says, I'm going to give you double even for that that you forfeited. There's sometimes that we quit, there's sometimes that we just flat stop. Believe in God. There's times that we have just given up. And He's saying it doesn't matter why, even if you forfeit it. I'm still going to turn it around. I'm still going to restore and make better than before. Even if you forfeited, hallelujah, I'm able to still give you double for your trouble. Stop letting the devil beat you up about past mistakes. Stop letting the devil beat you up about maybe you didn't handle your finances right and you got in trouble. You know what? God is a God of the turnaround. Let go of the past and just be determined you're going to do better in the future. It doesn't matter whatever reason that something was stolen for you, whether it was mismanagement, whether it was a loss of job, whether it was a mistake on your part. Our God is bigger. Hallelujah. Our God is faithful. And our God said, I'm going to double your, I'm going to give you double, double what you have forfeited, double what you have lost. And then, of course, along with this, the last thing that he said in that verse, and everybody say, and everlasting joy shall be yours. What a promise. He says, I'm going to remove all of your shame, guilt, and disappointment. I'm going to give you double. I'm going to increase you more and more and I'm going to cause you to have everlasting joy hallelujah anybody get happy in this house tonight anybody thankful for the promise of the word of God let's stand to our feet Lord we thank you for your word Lord we thank you that you promised to increase us more and more oh hallelujah everybody just begin to lift your hands begin to thank the Lord for increase begin to demonstrate. Oh, whatever it is that you're believing God for, begin to see that thing done. Hallelujah. Increase. Increase in every area. Increase of strength. Increase of health, increase of wealth, increase of joy. Hallelujah. We declare increase, we declare abundance. Hallelujah. Oh, manda la 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 Oh, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Amas Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, man, be dead, don't know my dad. Rosom regga. Eh, man, don't mo jangre. Rista da danda no, 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 no. Oh, jombre. Oh, man, more and more, more and more, greater and greater. Man, man, da regon Woo, Mazigari and Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Iba Kasandara. Blessed be
1: the name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. One of the things that I saw tonight as she was preaching the word of the Lord, and that word came out this morning about that God's got his appointment book opened up. So there's divine connection. There's divine appointments. Now, our side, that's God's side. But to every truth, there's a manward side and there's a Godward side. And what I saw tonight is our side is our confession of faith. Along with our obedience and doing our very best to do the will of God, But our confession of faith, declaring regularly, I'm always in the right place at the right time. I'm led by the Holy Spirit, and my steps are taking me right into the divine appointments, into the divine connections that are open unto me. And I saw it like positioned, hallelujah, positioned through faith's confession, for those divine appointments to come unto you. Amen. Remember, you know, when Dad Hagen was here years ago and he was praying over there on the platform over there in Royal Avenue, and he was getting in the realm of the Spirit, and he started praying about the current facility that we were in at that particular time, and he started laughing, and he started laughing, and he said, Oh, oh, yeah, I see that, Lord. Yeah, yeah. He said, Oh, oh, oh. do you want me to tell them? No, no, I won't do that. I won't tell them, Lord. They'll have to pray that through. For the, to come to you. That's what he said. And so there are some things not only in the arena of faith confessions, but there are some things in prayer that you got to take. You got to possess because those appointments are available, but you must be prayerful. Praise God. And I just hear that in my spirit. Praise the Lord. What dad said, you're going to have to pray those things through for them to come to you. Hallelujah. So just pray a little bit in the spirit. Just start telling the Lord, I'm always in the right place at the right time. Yellabo Sunday. Say it with me real strong. I'm always in the right place because he leads me in the right paths for he is my shepherd. I'm always in the right place at the right time. Do you believe that? Always. Always in the right place. Always in the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. Not only will that connect you to those divine appointments, but it also will keep you protected. (laughs) We live in a crazy world, amen? But you know what? If you're always in the right place at the right time, you're dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. You're abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. So what difference does it make? Because you're in the right place at the right time. And the other thing I had in my spirit, and this has to do with, with getting our mouths lined up with the Word. You know, in in the Bible, it says that death and life are in the power of the tongue and that we are snared with the words of our mouth. And Jesus said, you can have what you say if you believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth. Amen. The law of confession is an inevitable law of faith. It's found in the whole word of God from Genesis through Revelation. We overcome by the blood of the lamb, by the rhema. Come on now of our testimony. And that scripture, honey, that in Isaiah forty, it says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and it says, you know, the young men shall grow faint and the old men shall grow weary. But uh, in Isaiah, t- turn it over to Isaiah forty, Isaiah forty thirty and thirty one, Isaiah chapter forty, and let, let's look at that up there on the on the screen. That's what it is. I got it right now. To them that have no might. Now, what did you talk about tonight? Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Okay, come on. Verse 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Isn't there a verse somewhere in there? It that says that, that to them that have no might. What does he do? He increases strength. Now, Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that I live in a physical body just like you do, and I get opportunities to be real tired, to be real tired. But I've discovered this, that if I, allow my, if I allow my mouth, align my mouth with what I'm feeling in my flesh, it'll be overwhelming. And I believe what the Lord is saying is there are people here tonight, you need to stop talking how exhausted you are. Stop talking how tired you are. Stop talking about how you just can't make it. I know it's difficult. I know it's tough. But the Bible says that he will increase your strength. He'll increase your strength. He will increase your strength. To the him that have no might, he increaseth their strength. Don't get your mouth in agreement with how your body feels. Your body feels tired, right? Your body feels exhausted, Right? And may everybody, you know, understand that. But what good is it going to do to get both of you in agreement? If two of you shall agree on earth, your body, your mouth, an can agreement. oh, I'm so tired. And I'm so exhausted. It won't be long before you're going to have a hard time getting up in the morning. And now let me tell you where this, what, what this gets into, what this gets into is it gets into your service for the Lord. The devil will try to get you so exhausted and so burnt out and so tired out that you don't have time to serve in the house of God. And I tell you, it's a lie of the devil. And some of you are not pulling on this with me. But I tell you, if you will just get your mouth in line with the word of God, And just make your flesh do it anyhow. It won't be long before the Holy Spirit comes upon you, quickens your mortal body, strengthens your body, and brings you even to a greater place of strength. He will increase your strength
0: and where does your strength come from hallelujah oh my in my presence is fullness of joy and the joy of the lord is your strength hallelujah so if you're feeling weak the you need to check where you've been hanging out are you hanging out in my presence says the Lord for in my presence there's fullness of joy and that joy will it will strengthen you it will empower you it will cause you to run and not be weary to walk and not faint so in those times where you are tempted to feel weary draw near to me says the Lord get in my presence begin to worship me begin to praise me and begin to ha 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 ha! To stir up the joy of the Lord, begin to draw from the wells of your salvation. Ha 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 ha! Oh, Monday! Hey 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 hey! Oh ha 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 ha! Ha 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 ha! Go ahead by faith. Begin to draw from that well. Draw up that strength. Draw up that joy. Ha 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 ha! Ha 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 ha! Ha, ha ha ha. Oh For I am the glory, and I am the lifter up of your head. If you're tempted to be down, oh my, my. Ha, ha 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 ha. Begin to rejoice. Begin to rejoice. For that rejoicing lifts you up. That rejoicing pulls you out of the muck and out of the mire and out of the pit of depression. Ha ha ha. For I have anointed you with the oil of joy and gladness. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, hallelujah. Now, everybody, lift up your hands and begin to rejoice. Ha, 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 ha. Begin to ha, ha, or begin to just praise the Lord and draw up. Ha, 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 ha. Woo! Ma, da, 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 da ba. Stir up. Stir it up. Stir him up. Stir him up. Stir him up. Stir up the joy. Stir up the strength. Hallelujah. You're strong in the inner man. Stir it up. Stir up that strength. Ha, 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 ha. Woo. Woo. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, We stir up the strength of God. We stir up the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Ha, 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 ha. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. ha, 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 ha hey Hey! 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 Woo! Glory! 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 If you'll go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost, if you'll go ahead and rejoice by faith, the Holy Ghost will take hold together with you. Woo! Hallelujah! Ha! 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 Strength! Strength! Infused with strength. Ha, ha, ha. Woo. Hallelujah. 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 Ha, 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 Woo. Glory. 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 Infused with the strength of God. amadad